Hey party people, welcome back. This is going to be episode 24B of the Split Party Podcast. If you haven't already, consider checking us out on our social medias or uh, or our Discord. The Linktree link in the description should have all of that stuff for you uh, on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, following that, if you've been listening to us for a while and you like what you've been hearing, then feel free to give us some feedback, maybe a thumbs up, uh, maybe a follow, maybe a like. If you have some feedback that you think we can improve on, feel free to give us that too and give us like, you know, whatever review you feel is necessary. Also, big bonus on our uh, our Twitter and our Instagram and our Discord, you can see the like official new character art that we've been getting for all of our characters for the podcast. Right now we're on, we're going into our fifth one out of the seven. And so far we've had Rylon, uh, Onira, Iris, and Tamakti just got finished today. Yeah. Uh, and they're looking sick. We love our artists. We'll give them a shout out at the end. We're going to get into our lore snip for the session, and then we're going to do our recap, and then it's all player agency right away. Oh, also, if you catch our, or if you caught our last episode, you might have noticed that we had to do kind of like a recap because some of our audio got messed up for that one. Uh, so because that was from the point of view of Troy, some of the wasn't details entirely might not accurate. be... Yeah, some of the details might not be the most accurate. This recap might actually kind of give you a better idea, but... It was a whole lot of fun anyways, so, Lord part. They had set a quick pace to gain the ground lost in waiting for answers. They had tortured and questioned the neighbor of one of the vacant flats, whose owner had fled to the east in search of a new life past the gray spine. For six whole days and three whole nights, they traveled hard on horseback until their mares were unable to continue. They slit them across the neck. It was best not to risk giving a tool to those that wished the Burak harm, they reasoned. But when it was all done, they had caught up with their quarry. They had butchered and maimed father, son, daughter, and mother, all thirty of them within the span of minutes. It gave Alexei pause to consider how they had ventured so far for such short work. The accounts of another mess made clean by the Ebon Syndicate. It's currently morning time of Tesser, the 13th of Gracos, 301st year of Dark Reign, when we're going to resume this session. And so in recapping the last session, the party awoke the morning of the 11th and set off west. The first day, they encountered a camp of Burak soldiers from Olstenburg, headed to Earlfort to repel northern invaders. It was then, in the camp, that Reuben and Iris encountered Watch Captain Kovic Shev from the Olstenburg military, whom had told them that a minotaur-like creature inside the city had rampaged not too long ago and butchered many innocent civilians, but was eventually, thankfully, put down by the sword. They also learned that the Lord General Vasily Romer of Olstenburg had died too in the conflict. Some of this news troubled Reuben, and the next night, after speaking with Tamakti, he had drugged himself with mudfang venom to induce a paralysis-like sleep. It was the next night when they began to encounter shadow stealers, which were kept at bay by Iris's illusion magic and the light of the lanterns. Then they continued to travel. Put off by something Tamakti had said to Lanya, she woke up early the next day to hunt for rabbits, which she not so expertly cooked and served to the party. All in all, they were fed and continued the next day. Somewhere within those two days, they encountered a carriage tipped on, a, on to one of its axles and riddled with the guts of two dead horses and the unfortunate victims of whatever beast had struck the travelers. 
but that was surely of no note and surely not worth concern, so the party resumes the morning of the 13th, ready to travel the last bit of road before venturing into the woods north towards Olmir's Gate. We resume the morning of Tesser the 13th of Gracos, 301st year of Dark Reign. You guys have uh, not too far left to travel now. You, you decided after a short conversation that you were going to travel um, probably the last day of time to get uh, directly south of Olmir's Gate, and then from there you were going to make your way north through the woods to Olmir's Gate, which would be in about another day's travel because it's through the woods, so uh, mm -hmm. you would be traveling a little bit slower. So two more days and you'll be at Olmir's Gate. Sounds about right. <clears throat> I think, uh, as per usual, um, people are in their places. You know, Tabakti on the top? Is that right? Yes. Uh, Ruben will be on the uh, coach with uh, Troy. Mm -hmm. And me in the cart. With Lanya. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys continue to travel. Today is kind of not entirely overcast. There's still a couple spots where the blue sky peeks through and some god rays of sunlight are coming through, like, as you get into the midday, later day side of things. But, um, for the most part, the weather is relatively fine. And it's, uh, I would say probably about five hours into your travels do you, really quickly do you guys do anything before you start to travel or anything in the first five hours of your traveling that i should know of i have nothing in particular uh nor do i i don't believe so okay so about five hours into your travel you you can hear like the the buzz of flies over the sound of your carriage and up ahead like kind of off the side of the road there appears to be a clutch of dead horses, like three of them. Are we stopping or moving on? Um, just a couple dead horses. I don't really see why we would. Uh, the room kind of like stands up to try and catch a look, I guess. See if you can see anything better from the cart. <clears throat> see any of those blight beetles? Uh, make a perception. I will. I will make a perception. You will. Oh, you will. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, <laughs> and that one four. Okay. Sick, man. What do you see, Ruben? Uh, uh, he like rubs at his face. A bug flew in my eye. Oh. That's oh. a shame. I would try and see them too, but we've already rode in past. Ah, shit. <sighs> he sits back down on the cage. Probably. We'll no. Probably nothing of note, anyways. Probably. Sure. Do we know where we're going? Like where we're getting off the road, headed to, uh, what's it yes, called again? Uh, Old Mirror's Gate. I believe that uh, our esteemed guy, <laughs> he would sort of laugh to himself. Uh, Iris is going to uh, direct us once we reach the stopping off point, since she's the only one that's been there before, or at least the only one that knows how to get there. I feel like then that she should be uh, on top of the carriage or in the front. I... I was assuming she was uh, keeping an eye out through the window. You'd see her window is closed. Oh, Tamakti would pull out uh, one of his pistols and hold it by the barrel to like sort of use the the <laughs> pistol grip like a hammer almost. Like lean over and like knock it against the window. Mm -hmm. The window Don't... opens maybe three seconds later. Uh, Iris. Um, yes? When are we uh, getting off the road? Um... She 
pokes her head outside to look and goes back in. You hear some unfurling of paper as she unfolds her map. Um, it's going to be towards the end of the day. Perhaps, uh, she again pokes her head out, looks up at the sun. When the sun is about there. And, uh, she points, like, in the general direction of sunset. Like, a little bit earlier than full sunset. Mm. We're going to be making a turn north, and from there, well, it's a straight shot. Perhaps well, we as should, straight uh, as the woods can keep us. Perhaps we it, should is, wait to head into the woods until tomorrow, then. Don't is, I agree. Is there a sign or a, a road or anything that we should be keeping our eyes out for? Some ruins, what? perhaps, to mark the entrance. Would there be, Prowler? Uh, I guess that's up to you. Have you ever been by Olmir's Gate? Like, by this area? Like, on this road? I would assume yes, just because of, like, you know, where she lived. That's pretty close. So, this road, yeah, definitely she's traveled this road. Do you think she would have been in a carriage or, like, uh, carriage. on a horse? Actually, probably a few, time on, a few times on a horse by herself because of, uh, yeah. Okay. What she liked doing. Make a history check. Sure. And I just realized I'm not in the foundry. Oh? It's been a while. Yeah, it has actually. Yeah, I know. No time for caution. Give me a sec. <laughs> this fucking interstellar music stressing me out. I'm just trying to connect back down here. <laughs> <laughs> da, da. Okay, is that history? Got it, got it. 24. 24. I think that you would remember there being like a a road like like so, a dirt track pretty much. No, like an actual oh, okay. cobble road whereas the road that you guys are on right now is is like a a really well matted down dirt road like kind of like to the point that it's like really hard like concrete almost, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. kind of like dirt roads that cars drive on of course. And uh yeah. but this road that leads off the main road to Olmir's Gate is something that was uh like cobble like it was really intricately made gotcha i'm going to respond in a second in character i just have to sneeze it's coming uh-huh okay um towards the end of the day look to the right or north and you will see a cobblestone road i am unsure in which state it is in now i have not seen it in a few years but there should still be some cobble left all right what did she say uh, a cobblestone road. Keep an eye out. Did you get that? Cobblestone road? Yes, to our north around sunset. Right, okay. She Oops, goes, she goes back in the car. Thank, thank you. She doesn't answer. <laughs> well, the day continues. Likely for the rest of today, I don't think that there's anything pressing or hugely important or anything that would stand out. You guys have had a pretty eventful journey already from land house to the point that you're at, and so I thought today's travels would be fairly neutral. And for the listeners and for my players, of course, um, nothing that I nothing that I ever do is random. I don't use like random generation tables for, for encounters or anything like that. I think about things very, very in depth. So I decided that today's travels would not be crazy so if there's any talking that you guys want to do between now and sunset you're welcome to do it nothing on my end i don't uh i don't think so <laughs> i think uh it's a nice bit of silence <laughs> 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 
Tamakti, you're talking to yourself. What? Ah, uh, sorry. Just, uh, trying to remember who I am. He kind of, like, looks back over his shoulder a bit. Is it... Are you having that much trouble? Not yet. At least I don't think that I am, but you never know. Lanya asks to Iris. Um, Iris, what did you think of the rabbit? Rabbit, um, Iris would be finishing a pretzel. Uh, who knows where she got it? She looks in Lanya's direction. <laughs> um, well, again, it had been some time since we ate actually anything with sustenance. The berries are nice, but it is also fun to eat something, if you know what I mean. Not as filling as a berry, of course, since it is magically created to be as perfect as possible. So you but like I the thought rabbit? It I thought it was nice. Uh, she lies, of course. She did not think it was nice, but, you know. Yeah. Roll a deception check. And this Olmir's Gate, mm -hmm. have you been there before? No, but I've heard of it a lot. I've read about it a lot, and I've, uh, you know, I'm unsure why I never came here. I've passed this road many times. I suppose it just never lined up with my schedule. And... What kind of place is this? Um... She thinks for a moment. I have to cough. I'm good. Um, it is a sort of a... Well, it was a magical college or academy before. And then something happened, which uh, threw most of it into a stage of a... How do I say? Sort of in-between state between our, our world and the ethereal sea. I'm unsure exactly what to expect now that it has been plunged into this, but I've read a lot about what it was before and what it meant for uh, magicians all across the world. What is the ethereal sea? How much does, like, or could Iris know about it? I guess that's up. I don't want to assume too much here. I think that of all the planes, the ethereal plane would be the most, like, commonly known one amongst, like, scholars and and mages so uh i mean go go for whatever okay like there is there an etharis lore about this or am i just are we making shit up here because i don't want to step over uh it's like a everything is kind of wispy and and blurry like echoes of everything yeah. like behind itself as it's moving kind of um yeah it's all like smoky wispy like pitch black like things but there's no there's mm -hmm. no lore bit about exactly what it is right not that i'm familiar with Okay, fuck it. We're making shit up. Uh, Nezzy, hope you're following along, too. <laughs> well, no one is exactly sure what it is. It is a sort of a place between here and wherever our souls go when we die. A sort of a purgatory, if you would. And in between where our, uh, our essence, the essence of our being, floats and wisps around. Again, like I am unsure exactly what it is. How long our souls stay there? Who goes there and who does not? Um, so then, would there be ghosts everywhere at this place? Well, if... Depending on your definition of ghosts, then yes, I uh, would say so. And so then it's a very dangerous place? Um, it would depend. 
I would be more afraid of uh, how one can be trapped in the ethereal sea rather than its inhabitants. Its inhabitants will be as dangerous as their souls were. So, if people, I imagine, if the people there who quote-unquote haunt this place were good before, there is no reason why they should not be still. Unless long-term exposure to the ethereal sea damages the mind, I would not know. I think it's probably a pretty safe bet that it does. Hey, maybe she's lying about knowing, or not knowing. Um, would it be an option to stay outside of this place and wait for you, guys? I don't see why not. We'll need someone to watch our carriage. Well, then I'm the one for that, definitely. Are you afraid of ghosts? I'm afraid of dying. You'll come to learn, uh, Lanya, that uh, despite the freedom from your chains, in this world where we travel, death is never too far. Make your peace with it, and you'll be able to learn or live more freely. I don't know, I feel fairly safe in this carriage. Safety also leads to a, a boring, uneventful existence. Existence is better than no existence, I would say. Well, I suppose that depends on what comes after. What do you believe comes after? I still have to make my mind on that. But, um... For now, I mostly agree with you. I would like to stay here, if possible, but at the same time, we have to take risks sometimes, otherwise... Well, otherwise, I would still be home. Right. And you would still be on that boat. I suppose. As far as I've heard it, you took a great risk to earn your freedom. Not that I reproach you in any way, mind you. I would have done the same. Yes. It's a shame that Lord Tormak is dead, so I can't sacrifice everyone here to him. She looks at her yeah, with a... She yeah. starts, starts chuckling. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Worry not, I figured as much. No. But don't let Tamakti know that I made that joke, he might take it too serious. Oh, I know. Poor Tamakti and his blessed heart. The day continues, and it nears, uh, you know, kind of sort of late day, almost sunset, about the time that you guys were probably told to, uh, to kind of look out towards the right side of the road for, um, for this path. And Troy nods up ahead. Is Ruben like at all dozing off or anything like that? Or is he just like sitting there quietly the whole time? Or what, what's, he's, what's Ruben he's, doing? He's been kind of lost in thought, I think. You know, when if you're driving a car and you're just like listening to music, you just tune out, you're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. It's kind of what he's doing. What about Tamaki? Tamaki's probably not doing much of anything. Just sort of sitting there in silence, kind of just going over his stuff, thinking. I've got a lot to think about. Might sort of reach into the the breast pocket where he put the uh, the coin of Aphelion and just sort of idly, uh, I guess, toy with it in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like kind of twirl it between his fingers, maybe? Yeah. Like, uh, like Captain Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. Anyways. Um... <laughs> They're more like guidelines than actual rules. <laughs> Parley! Troy elbows you, Reuben. Hi. Uh, yeah. There's a tree up ahead. There's... Right, there's trees. Wood next to a forest. 
Yeah, but you see that tree. And he kind of he kind of starts like looking to see where he's motioning, if at all. He's motioning towards something. Yeah. Now you see it. You see the tree. It stands out pretty well. It's a pretty fairly large tree. It's like directly on the side of the road uh, next to the dirt road that you guys are on. Whereas most trees in this area, they're kind of scattered around, few and far between. And and there's like a, a birth of maybe 100 or 200 feet between the road and any trees that are around. Other than this one, which is like right on the edge of the road on the right side. This, this uh, tree that looks like it's perhaps about 100 years old. I mean, if you were to be a tree expert. Yep. And you would probably also notice that hanging from it uh, along one of its larger branches uh, there are three folk swaying gently with the breeze as they hang. Uh, Yes, I'd see it. Yeah. I would go as far as to say that I hope that's not the way we're supposed to take. It's it's down the, the main road, right? Yeah, it's like uh, a couple hundred feet in front of you guys. Um, well, um, I'm afraid I think it is. Getting closer and closer and closer, you find that you can see they have signs strung up around their necks. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like hanging out in front of them on their chest. They're, you know, three planks of wood kind of nailed together with some crude white paint decorating them in Imperial Norm. The first one is a uh, a man looks to be probably about father age uh, father kind of aesthetic wearing kind of like a, a shabby white tunic that has some blood stains on it and some some mud some brown trousers and his the sign around his neck says traitor and then there's a a woman that I think you could surmise is probably the mother in kind of like a long nightgown also white shabby it has some some blood and some mud on it and it says coward on the sign the third one is probably a boy about teenage sort of age like uh maybe somewhere between 13 and 15 maybe 16 at the latest kind of dressed similarly to the father but like with a brown tunic and brown pants all of them are barefoot and as he's swaying in the breeze you can see the sign around his neck says rebel yeah. We should stop here for a moment. Well, I'm sure Tamakti will want to cut them down. Troy looks over his shoulder. You can see that Tamakti's already stowing the things uh, that he had sort of out with him, and he's got his rifle out. He's sort of surveying the area. The area is, is a fairly large clearing, and <clears throat> sticking out from the tree, as if grown into it, you can see uh, what looks to be a wooden sign, kind of like a direction sign, as if the tree had grown up next to this sign and sort of, you know, as trees do, they kind of like grow into things that are around them. Like they might swallow up like cow fences and shit like that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I yeah, we know, we know it. We know what we're talking about here. Yeah, so the, the tree looks like it has swallowed up a signpost and you can barely see the edge of the sign coming out of it. And the sign points towards the woods it says Olmir's Gate. And behind the sign and behind the tree, you see what looks to be a path of uh, stone. It's visible, but mostly overgrown. Likely not traveled often, of course. Uh, but once upon a time, you can see that its path was beautifully lined uh, with cleanly cut cobbles to border the intricately laid stonework that is the road. 
mm-hmm. kind of like those brick roads you see in cities and towns. Yeah. Yeah, sort of similar to that. Very, very vast difference from the road that you guys have been traveling on. Very uh, imperial. But other than that, in the clearing, you see probably like, I don't know, a deer off to the distance near some trees. Maybe a couple deer, actually. One of them grazing, one of them head up. But nothing else around that strikes you as a threat. Uh, And certainly no people that you can see. I mean, you can make a perception check. Yeah, I think I will. As you're surveying the area. I think I will do that. Gonna be a nat one. Oh my oh, god! Oh, a nat one. Uh, see, I feel like the fact that, that was I crazy. It, that was as he said it. Uh, curses it. I'd like to re-roll. I'm uh, sorry, but uh, Waffle cursed you on that one, and so you're going to get up with Waffle. I jinxed you. Yeah, I, I, I believe it's. I believe it's called in rules or rules. Uh, Waffle needs to shut the fuck up when other people are rolling. So <laughs> yeah, actually, rule uh, 14b. Yeah. On top of that, so I suppose you don't. Nothing else stands out to you other than what I described. Um, Iris, you feel that the carriage, of course, stops. Mm-hmm. You can see out the window that it's getting pretty late. So that's something that might be an alarm to you. Who knows? It's up to you. But yeah. it's uh, getting everyone involved here. Iris will open the door and step out. Kind of look to Lanya. I believe we've arrived at our road. So then we're staying here or what? I assume we will be staying here for the night to not travel in the woods at night. Okay. Uh, well, then... We should get out and stretch our legs. She nods and uh, smiles and then goes for the door to step outside. Tamakti is going to look around um, to see if there's a shovel attached to like the top of the, you know, like as part of the kit that came with the carriage. Ooh, uh, you know what? I can imagine one being there, but also I can imagine one not being there. How about you? I feel like we paid a, a coin. I feel like we paid a substantial <laughs> amount of money for this goddamn carriage. And okay, how about it. how about you roll a one d four, and if it's a one, then you don't have a shovel. All right, it's a, a two. two. Okay. You have a shovel on top Thank of the it's, it's kind of a crummy looking shovel, though. It's a little old. Yeah. Um, I guess we see the bodies as we step out. Mike is going to grab the the shovel and then climb down. I'll cut them down. Oh my yeah. god. Ruben jumps off. Lanya oh. steps out. She sees the bodies. Smacky's going to look up at them grimly. Lanya has a... Oh, god. This could have just as easily been me and my family some 200 years ago. The Bjorok never changes. He's going to spit angrily on the ground. Iris kind of has that look on her face, but uh, keeps it to herself like, oh, there he goes again. I saw the same bodies hanging in a store. They're all the same everywhere, Tamakti. No. (laughs) I wasn't aware you had been everywhere, Iris, and seen everything. No, but in Castanella they would do the same to magicians. Do they not like magicians in Castanella? No, they do not. In Castanella, actually, they do far worse than hanging people. Oh, they yeah. Like, uh, they, like, draw and quarter them. They, like, guillotine them. They, they do it all. How, uh... You said there was a son hang ne- hung next to his father, right? Yeah, it's How like uh, father, boy? mother, son. Son being somewhere between 13 and 16, probably. Tamakti's going to look up at him the most, sort of, sadly. Rob, the your potential. And then he's going to, uh, I guess walk a, a few feet away and start digging mm-hmm. the first grave. Troy, uh, thing to climb this tree. Uh, nah, it's I'd, I'd say no. Sick. Are you they're, just like trying to climb up and get on the branch? Like, they're uh, hung by a rope, right? 
Yeah, they're hung by ropes. Uh, Iris will kind of wave towards Troy to stop. Don't waste the effort. And um, she'll use Ruben. she'll use uh, oh yeah Ruben, and uh, she will use a uh, mage hand to lift her dagger up and just cut the ropes. He's like already up there. I was just watching as she cuts the ropes with magic. Uh, right. And all three bodies down uh, fell, uh, fall down pretty easily. It takes all like no effort. They kind of thud to the the ground in sort of a unsettling, you know, loud potato sack thud kind of sound. Troy comes over to you, Tamakti. You dig the first one. I'll dig the second one, and then we can decide who digs the third. I'll sort of take a, a like stop between, I guess, like shovel scoops, and nod. Really well. And then get back to it. Lanya is she's not like breaking down from this, of course. Like she's not a baby. She was a slave on a ship, but um but she's she's unsettled by this clearly and Yeah. I I'm going to sit inside the carriage for a bit, uh, maybe rest in there. Iris nods. Good idea. Uh, Troy uh, uh, Ruben. <laughs> Would you mind feeding the horses? Yeah, did did you say your own name? Uh, accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Two scoops. Uh, I will go collect wood for the fire. And uh, right. she'll go stroll into the woods. Okay. Into the woods you go. And, to go uh, find some, like, medium-sized branches and whatnot. To, you know, get a kindling. Yeah. I would say that, um... Hmm. It is common knowledge amongst outdoorsmen that uh, wood that is on the ground is often like kind of rotted or damp or something yeah. like that. You would want to Especially look for stuff here. that's like uh, kind of like dead hanging off of trees still or uh, or like just dead caught up in like tree branches. And she will do just that then. Okay. Then uh, I don't know why I went through the, the process of mentioning that. You're able to find some, some branches. It takes <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> it takes maybe like 10 minutes. Cool detail. Don't worry. Yeah, it takes maybe like 10 minutes to find enough stuff. Meanwhile, while you're doing that, and uh, Ruben is feeding the horses and Tamaki two and scoops. Troyer. Yeah, two scoops. And Tamaki and Troy are digging these shovels, or digging these holes for these bodies. Uh, after you're done feeding the horses, uh, actually... It, you keep digging this hole, Tamakti. I'll be right back. And uh, while you're still <laughs> digging the first one, Tamakti showed no signs of stopping. Yeah, while you're still digging the first one, Troy goes over and. Ruben, help me move this one. Oh. Yeah, hold on. Let me. Um... He, like, shovels the last bit for the last horse and mm-hmm. then uh, puts the thing, like, on the, on the coach and steps over to grab the legs. Yeah, he grabs the uh, the father first, and you know grabs him underneath the armpits. Um, you know, rigor mortis has already set in, so it's like the bodies crack and, and crumble a little bit—not like literally crumble, but you know, fold a little bit. But for the most part, they're very stiff and unsettling and cold. And so you guys lift up this literal dead weight, and he leads it over to the first grave. I don't suppose you plan on saying any words or something, do you? He says to Tamaki. Do you suppose I won't? Well, I mean, if you want to, I guess. Is it before or after the burial? It is usually uh, after. 
It's some time, maybe the course of half an hour, better part of an hour at most. And the sun is now fully set by the time that you guys finish digging the third hole and placing the third body. Do you guys cover up the graves before saying anything, or...? Tomacti is going to walk, I guess, uh, over to where the uh, the front of the three graves are. Mm-hmm. I assume they're probably all dug in a row. Uh, and yeah, we'll, uh, he'll sort of, uh, re- I guess, put his arms out, uh, sort of in front but either side of him, palms extended outwards, or uh, upwards, rather. Moriel, uh, release the bodies, the souls of these three unfortunates into your care. You are the protector and the martyr and the savior of the weak. No, these three could not be saved from harm. We ask that you deliver them. That is all. And then he's going to reach out for the shovel from whoever's got it. Probably Reuben. Yeah, you dug the third hole. uh, He'll take it from Reuben and start covering up the the first hole that he dug. Mm. Process, uh, I mean, are you going to pass it off to Troy for the second one and then Reuben for the third? Sure. Okay. Process probably takes about 30 minutes, you know. Maybe less. It's just, this is the easy part, is really just like dragging the dirt back over the holes. Probably about 15 minutes, we'll say. But it's getting late, and the bodies are now buried. Maybe you, it's possible you guys have developed a bead of sweat on your brow, I would say. And it's probably time to decide shifts, unless you guys want to sit around the fire that Iris made for some time. Iris has also like made some tea around the fire, with some leaves and mushrooms she found. Just like it's Metro. <laughs> Ruben's definitely going to sit at the fire and uh, kind of offer a nod in Iris's direction and thanks for getting it started while they're doing this. Lanya this, joins too. This uh, this tree that they were hanging from, how large is it? Well, it's about 100 years old, so pretty big. Pretty big. Uh, Tamakti's going to pull out one of the daggers he's got and go about trying to strip... Uh, what kind of tree is it? Oak tree? I'll we'll say oak. He's going to start trying to strip a large, like, I guess, slab of bark from the tree. I'd say pretty easily done. And he's going to to walk over to, uh, I guess, the head of the three graves and Mm. try to sort of plant it, like, sticking up out of the ground, if he can. And I don't see why not. You might have to, like, loosen up some ground with your hands, maybe, but, yeah. He'll, like, I guess, cut a little slit in the earth to push it into. Yeah. Um, and then he's going to place his hand like a uh, palm flat against it and use calling card to uh, sort of burn the symbol of Morial mm. into it. I like that. And then after a, a second thought, he'll directly below it burn a uh, burn a second symbol that wouldn't mean anything to anyone but him, but it would be uh, the old, I guess, sigil of his family. Mm-hmm. One of the first uh, founding families of the Estonian Empire. And do you have like a rough idea of what that looks like? Yeah, it looks like a like a stylistic, artistic raven. Okay, I suppose then that uh, I mean you described it as it was happening, and so you already know what what it is. What happens? What do you do after that? He'll look down at the the three mounds one more time, and just sort of shake his head once, then sigh and walk over to the fire and sit down. Got it. I will take the first watch, so you can all get some sleep. I suppose I'll take second. I can take second. He kind of looks over towards Lanya. And then 
Die. Iris nods at that, like towards Ruben, like, take that. I will take the third. I tell you, it's fairly cold without suitable devil aid. True. He, he gets a bit closer to fire. Iris so sips on her tea. tea. Yeah, there's like a small, uh, there's a small, like, pot, whatever, of tea. A kettle, mm. rather, that yeah. Iris has made. It's, uh, it doesn't taste fairly, you know, that good, but it's, uh, it's something to drink. Uh, what's, what's this? Uh, made the, with various plants and some edible mushrooms that I found. An old recipe my grandmother taught me. It's, um, quite bitter, so you might not like it, but, uh, it reminds me of home. What kind of mushrooms? He looks, he looks quizzically at the cup. Ruben starts drinking it. All I know is that they are edible. I honestly do not know what they are called. She simply taught me what to look for and how they looked. I'm no alchemist. Very well. I'll, I'll take a swig. And she's drinking for a minute. She has not died yet, so... In the north, as a child, my mother would take winter thistle and make tea from it for my brother and I. I imagine winter thistle does not grow here. Yeah, it's a northern thing. Gotcha. I think we would have to go a bit further north into the northern land to uh, find any winter thistle. Yes. Maybe we'll go back to the north one day. I can show it to you, all of you. Or perhaps down here someone will have it for sale. Maybe. You'd be surprised by what merchants can... How far they will travel for something. Right, but hearing about what might be happening at Earl Fort, I imagine that northerners probably aren't very... Um, people aren't very fond of them right now. Mm, the people not, but resources and goods are... Resources and goods doesn't matter where they're from. I guess so. The trail um, into the woods, she like kind of like nods her head in the direction. It's, it's dark now because it's nighttime, but nods mm. her head towards uh, the trail. It looks very overgrown. Are you sure that the carriage will fit? She looks at Troy. That would be to our expert driver. It'll fit, just a bit tight, I think. Tomaki's gonna sip some tea. I'm surprised the road is still here, truth be told. Not much of it left, but... How long ago did this disaster take place? Um, how long ago was it exactly? I know it's in like the hundreds, right? But I'm, I don't exactly, like, OC remember. Give me just a single moment, and gotcha. I can actually get an exact date for yeah. us. So I remember uh, Nezzy told me, but yeah, I forgot. It, uh, the event, the catastrophe that happened was in the year 151 YOD, 150 years ago. Gotcha. 150 years ago, approximately a few days. Interesting. I guess that they made the road well then, at least. Well... They were magicians, and there were a lot of them. Mm. I imagine this road was magically constructed. Or she at least along. enhanced for durability. She nods along and sips some tea and stares at the fire. Uh, how long will it take us to reach the place from here? Um, if we depart at first light, we should arrive slightly before sunset again. The trip is not as long as what we just did today, but the terrain will be more accidented. We will need to go slower, so we should arrive at around the same time. Well, it might be better tomorrow if, well, if you're also outside the carriage. 
Sure, I will take one of your spots. Someone can sit inside. I will sit inside for a change. She nods. Just be ready. Uh, I've got a feeling it's not going to be easy getting there. We can keep the window open. I can use one of Tamakti's guns. I suppose that'd be up to him. That's... They're easy to use, right? Uh... While they were certainly not designed with intelligence in mind, to use one skillfully takes some practice. If you would Mm. like, I can... have you practice with one before we... uh, Like, shoot it? Yes. In... tonight or in the morning? Uh... tonight. Hmm. She ponders. And we're not afraid that it'll draw something close to us? If anything, it will scare away most wildlife. Guns and powder weapons have a tendency of scaring creatures of the night, which is why the Burak and the Ostoians use them as much. She kind of bobs her head side to side. If you say so, then tonight, I guess. How will I see what I'm shooting? We can put a torch. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it's almost time to rest, so we should get to it. Indeed. He'll uh, sort of hoist himself up and then offer her a hand to pull her up. She takes the hand and pulls herself up with your help. Right. Kind of dusts herself off a little bit. Um, Tamakti's going to walk over to the big old honking tree. Um, in the, I guess, the area of it that's now bald where he stripped the, we'll say like, you know, I don't know, two foot wide by three foot tall-ish chunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of, uh, of bark, he's going to cast Sacred Flame, but just on the tip of his finger and sort of drag it around in a sort of uh, circular pattern and then make <laughs> a few more circles within the circles to kind of make like a, a rough target shape. Yeah. If uh, if you allow me to do that. Yeah, I don't mind at all. Kind That's of just, creative use of Kind magic. of just lightly searing the, the wood. Mm-hmm. And then he'll walk over to uh, the wagon... And he'll grab one of the lanterns. Ooh, good use of what you have. And uh, and set it down next to or on the ground below the uh, the area, so it sort of illuminates it fairly well. How far back should we step? And am I shooting the lantern or the no? Tree? No, you are shooting the tree. No. You see, uh, you see the circles I have made there. You familiar with the target? Sure. The what? Target. Um. Uh, n- never mind. Uh, so, you see the circles, and he'll kind of like uh, uh, get up uh, behind her and sort of point so that his uh, arm and his finger are kind of extending like over her shoulder, like directly past her sight line. Yeah. Uh, each of the, in a traditional target, um, each of the circles, as you can see, uh, grows slightly smaller. The goal is to eventually become so proficient that you are hitting only the smallest of the center circles. It is also useful to have something to reference uh, so you're not just shooting a blank space. Um, it is uh, used by archers or marksmen such as myself. It is a, a decent way to train. Obviously, you will be shooting something that is stationary and not moving and not coming at you or not shaped like... Uh, well, you get the You get the idea. But uh, it is a good basis. It is what I began training on when I learned how to shoot them a few years ago. Alright, and so where's the gun? Which one am I shooting? Uh, we will start you with the uh, the rifle here. It is, um, 
It's a bit more cumbersome, but it is a lot easier to uh, aim well. Hmm. Do, is it loaded already, or how do I load it? <laughs> Does Tamakti hint like a or uh, pick up like a hint of disappointment in that? Was she wanting to shoot the pistol? Uh, no, she's probably just uh, not sure about. I don't know. I don't know how she feels. She's probably just going along with it, with it all. Yes, I have uh, kept it loaded with a uh, a silver uh, musket ball uh, this entire time, uh, just in case we came across any lichens that were uh, feral. Hmm. Now, uh, one important thing to note is once this has been loaded, the only way to unload it, so to speak, is to fire it. The process of loading lodges the uh, the ball within the barrel. So make sure that whatever you are loading is something you don't mind having to shoot. Make sense? What kind of thing would somebody load that they would not want to shoot? Marty shrugs. If I were, say, uh, short on silver and had uh, precious few silver musket balls, I might not necessarily want to load one if I was planning on shooting it into a tree. Um, but uh, hindsight yeah. is, as they say... Here we are. Uh, hindsight is... Hindsight. Sure, yes, that's... Yes. That is the phrase, mm-hmm. I think. Yes, it is. So, uh, Tamakti will uh, will pull the rifle out of the uh, sling that he normally keeps it on, on his mm-hmm. back, and uh, and sort of stem, stand uh, beside her so that she can look at him. Um, and he'll, like, sort of enter a, a standard shooting stance, um, you know, leading foot uh, placed ahead, back foot sort of slightly behind. Um, leaning forward slightly until uh, shoulder the rifle. Now, uh, you want to make sure that uh, the buttstock, that's this part here, is going to point to the buttstock of the rifle, mm-hmm. is uh, placed firmly against your shoulder. If there's any uh, slop in it, if it's loose at all, um, the uh, the recoil of it is going to uh, follow the path of least resistance, you understand, and uh, it may take you by surprise, and uh, the shot will go wide. So, a firm foundation, yes. My feet are planted firmly. I am locked in, right? Does that make sense? <laughs> I think so. Good, good. So, the way uh, this works to fire it, uh, as you can see, I've got the trigger here, and uh, he's going to sort of, uh, I guess, place his finger in the trigger guard. Now, I could squeeze on this trigger uh, all day long, but that's not going to do anything until I have uh, cocked back the flint here. And he's going to, uh, uh, I guess, take his hand out of the uh, the trigger and uh, while using his left arm to kind of brace the rifle into his shoulder, he'll, uh, he'll point at the flint. This is uh, what uh, creates the spark which ignites the gunpowder within the rifle, right? Uh, that needs to be cocked back so that the trigger releases it and uh, it causes the spark. Like this, and then he's gonna uh, sort of regrip the rifle and uh, take his thumb and cock back the uh, the flint, mm-hmm. and you will hear a positive sort of clicking noise, like so. That'll make like the, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna imitate it, but like that. Okay, you don't want to imitate that? You sure? Yeah, it's gonna go. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, cut that out, probably. Um, nah, I won't. <laughs> 
Don't make me say something that'll make you cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so continue. <laughs> anyway, um, now, then, and only then, uh, may you be able to fire it. And, and so, if you're not intending to fire it immediately, you should not, uh, under any circumstances, have this pulled back because it is uh, far too easy for the uh, <laughs> the weapon to be jostled or for you to be surprised by accident. And uh, speaking from experience, uh, accidentally squeeze the trigger and perhaps blow the back of my head off, which I'm sure you do not <laughs> oh want. My God, <laughs> he, sort of, he sort of smiles at her, right? She's the whole time that you've been explaining this. She's like squinting a little bit. I rolled for how well she was soaking up all this information. We'll find out that when the roleplay <laughs> happens. That makes sense. I don't want to shoot you, yeah? It mm. seems like it would be bad for you. Yes, it would be bad for me, and doubly so for you, because I would haunt you for the rest of your days. You'd probably go to Olmir's Gate. Maybe we'd see you there. I, I don't think that's where all goats go, but sure, perhaps. But now, Iris... Okay, continue. Uh, <clears throat> once the flint is cocked back, you're ready to fire, you will raise the weapon, and you will sight down it. There is a bead at the front, a tiny little uh, sort of indicator, and you want to line it up uh, so that your uh, what you want to hit is being directly covered by that bead. So you're going to squint with... Uh, are you right-handed or left-handed? This seems so complex. It's really, it's really quite simple. Are you uh, right-handed or left-handed, Lanya? Uh, how would I know? What hand do you write with? I don't write, Makti. Uh, she doesn't know how to, you insensitive fuck. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, what uh, I I what hold... hand do you normally do things with? Use a weapon. Uh, I've held a weapon with my right hand. Mm. Then you are right-handed. Congratulations. But I would hold the shield with my left hand, so then am I both? For the purposes of this, let's say you're right-handed, so you're going to close your left eye. With your right eye, you're going to aim down this little bead here, place it over, and then you're going to fire. And then uh, with that, Tamakti's going to aim and fire uh, at the center of the target. She flinches. Let's see how well he does. Oh my god. Oh, that one to a ten. That's the... That's... Uh, has anyone made a roll yet this game? Me. This sesh that hasn't been a nat one? I rolled well. Yeah, 24 on history. All right. Um, where did it hit the target, Tamakti? Uh, I, I wasn't aiming for the target. I was uh, just providing you an example. I want to leave the target blank for you so that uh, we can reference off of it. Oh. Iris is at the fire, like, stifling a laughter. <laughs> that makes sense, actually. Okay. Cool. I think I've got it then. I think. Okay. Now, for loading. Uh-huh. Uh, is going to reach into uh, sort of like his, I guess, his <laughs> pouch that he keeps his uh, musket shots in. Uh-huh. He's going to pull out one of the little paper cartridges. Now, uh, a recent invention that has made uh, black powder weaponry much easier to use are these things here. It uh, contains within it uh, everything you need to make a shot. The powder... The uh, the ball and uh, the wadding to lock it all in place. So, uh, you will place the, the rifle butt on the ground, like this. He's going to place it on the ground. And then you will uh, 
take the uh, the paper and uh, clench it in your teeth. Why in my teeth? You're going to clench it in your teeth like this. All right, you're going to rip it like that. <laughs> Spit the remnants of it on the ground, and then you're going to upend it into the barrel like this. And as he does that, uh, the um, you'll see the powder sort of uh, sprinkle in, and then the ball will drop in, and then finally the wadding afterwards. Now, it is very important that you put all three of these things in the right direction. Powder first, then the ball, then the wadding. If you put it in the opposite way, uh, it, it's going to mess the gun It'll, up, and I'm going to have to fix it. Will it blow the ball at me if I do it backwards? <laughs> no, it, it won't. It just won't fire. No. Yeah. Now, uh, once you have done that... Uh, Seems safe? Yes, absolutely. Perfectly safe. Now, once you've done that, uh, you'll reach uh, under the barrel here. There is a little stick you'll pull out. He's going to pull out the ramrod. This is called a ramrod. There's so much to remember. You are a smart woman, Lani. I'm sure that you will have no problems with it. <laughs> okay, continue. Now, uh, tell you what, give me just a second. Um, okay. Are you Googling? No. Uh, would you say she's probably relying more on intelligence or wisdom to take all this in? Uh, intelligence, definitely. Uh, Tamaki's gonna cast Enhance Ability on her. <laughs> gonna cast Fox's Cunning, so she has an advantage on intelligence checks. Her eyes suddenly widen a little bit. She looks, uh, definitely a little bit more focused, less squinty, less confused. She just got some Adderall. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's been a long day. This should help you, uh, focus up a little bit better. Right. <clears throat> now, uh, the ramrod here, you will then uh, use to drive the uh, the wadding, the ball, and the powder down into the, the back of it, what we call the breech. Yes? Yes. And then, uh, like so, and then he's going to use it to sort of pack it down. Now, you want to put a lot of force into this, all right? Uh, you want to make absolutely sure... It is all the way at the back where it may not fire the first time and you'll have to do this again. Which, as I'm sure you can agree, when uh, something is charging you is not something you want to have to do. Yes. Now, uh, once uh, it is packed down and you are confident it is all the way back, you will replace the ramrod and then he's going to uh, slide it back into its little holder and you are ready to fire. Does that make sense? I think so. Alright, would you like to give it a shot, so to speak. Sure. All right. Hand it here. Of course. He's going to pick it up um, at the midpoint, kind of like uh, the pose and uh, the excellent artwork that was just completed. Which is so sick. Like, the yeah. rifle looks just sick. Yeah, it's pretty great. Unbelievable. Uh, the reference images I gave him were of uh, a Tuscan Raiders rifle and an Afghani Giselle. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like the Afghani Giselle. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's going to hand it to her. Now remember what I said. A solid foundation. And then he's going to move up uh, behind her and sort of adjust her stance accordingly. Yeah, she was going to need some adjustment because yeah. the way I was going to RP it, she uh, she takes up a stance. And uh, rather than having her like chest or body facing directly towards where she's aiming, it's kind of like at a 45 degree angle. And she's like... Uh, you know, not directly facing the target with her weapon in her body. It's not mm -hmm. in line. 
And so there's some adjustment there that needs to happen. Probably her spacing on her footing isn't, yeah. isn't the best. So he'll uh, he'll use his right leg slash foot to kind of uh, tap her feet to where they need to be. Oh, okay. And then he'll uh, he'll grab her by the shoulders uh, and sort of like rotate uh, her to where uh, she sort of needs to be postured. Okay. Um, and then he'll uh, put his hand on the small of her back and sort of lean her forward ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Now you want to do this so that you can really take the recoil into your body without being knocked backwards. Um, the recoil is is what? The force uh, that the uh, uh, when you squeeze the trigger. Uh, it's going to kick back at you. Will it hurt? Not if you uh, make sure you're in the proper stance. Okay. Your body is going to absorb all the force, or most of it. Right. Now, remember what I said. The bead at the front. Go ahead and raise the rifle. Do you see what I'm talking about? She raises it. She's focused more on holding it up than pressing it into her body. He'll, uh, he'll kind of, uh, I guess he's still standing behind her, uh, and reach his arm around and sort of... Uh, lightly grab the rifle and sort of like lock it into her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Want it tight like this, otherwise it's going to kick and you'll feel it. Okay. Ever been kicked by a horse, Lanya? No, we don't have many horses where I come from. You ever been? Never mind. Ah, uh, you don't want it to kick you. Believe you me, you'll get quite a bruise. So, lock the horse or the gun? Uh, either. <laughs> He's okay. gonna sort of chuckle to himself. So, uh, like this, and he's going to uh, kind of, again, like, pull it so it's tightly into her shoulder. Mm-hmm. Now, sight down it. You see at the front of it that little bead I was talking about? I do. Now, just like I said, you're going to want to center that bead over Is what you... Is it cocked already? No, it's not. Okay. Over, uh, over what you wanted to shoot, right? Yes. Good. Now, uh... We're going to move it, and then he's going to sort of, I guess, read. How much larger is Tamakti than Lanya, physically? Lanya wasn't very well-fed as she was a slave. Um, she did a lot of labor, so she's, like, really stringy. Like, not okay. very not very muscular, not could, very... Uh, could he, like, feasibly sort of, like, reach around her to also grab the gun? Probably. Okay, then he'll do that. Now we're going to raise it up. He's sort of, like, uh not talking loudly because he's his face is probably like in her ear basically mm-hmm. and remember you're going to close your left eye and sight up that bead there okay and we're going to aim for the center because if you hit the center you're a better shot than me <laughs> okay now uh, now that we've got that centered up you're going to take your thumb and cock back the uh the flint just like i said it takes a little bit more force than she was expecting but she clicks it back mm-hmm. Good. Now you heard the click, yes? I think so. Alright. Now we're ready to pull the trigger. You're going to breathe in, and as you exhale... Bang! She, like, uh, pulls the trigger, and it goes off, and there's, like, a flash, a loud sound that sounds out. I believe it's for 300 feet, or 300 meters. Pretty sure it's 300 feet marked in the in the Grim Hollow campaign guide. I can check real quick. If you want to, yeah. Uh, it'll be an advanced weapons under, you know... I know where it is. You know where it is. Uh, but she fires it off and, and quickly, like, brings her head up and, and the force of the recoil, like, pushes her back a little bit. Um, and, I mean, but Tamaki's standing, like, yeah, right you're, there. Uh, so. Yeah, I was gonna say, kind of, like, right into you a little bit. And uh, then she, like, puts the rifle down, butt against the ground, barrel facing up. Um, 
kind of like flags herself in the process, but it's unloaded, so that's okay. And uh, and like kind of squints and cranes her head forward a little bit. Do you do you think that I hit it? I'm gonna roll a 16 out of 20. That's pretty good. I'd say like second ring outside the middle. Wow, pretty good for your uh, first shot. And he's going to uh, raise his arm up uh, past her and point. You got it just outside the center. Can I use this while I'm on guard tonight? Absolutely. If you, uh, you feel that you're ready, would you like... Uh, Can you hand me a wad or a thing? Would you like to practice some more? Um, it's a bit loud. One shot should be enough. Tamaki nods. And uh, here, he'll reach into his bag and he'll, uh, he'll pull out five and hand it to her. If, uh, if uh, you use all five and uh, you still need to use more, you probably have larger concerns. Hmm. <laughs> True. Uh, she takes four of them and, and kind of like stuffs them in, in one of the pockets on her attire. And I suppose she's still wearing like her breastplate from... Uh, she got rid of the breastplate, and we got her new armor from the witch hunters. Yeah, which armor? I'm pretty sure that was a breastplate. Like half plate, I believe. Half plate. Okay. Which is a breastplate. Yeah, plus arms. <laughs> and so she probably stuffs the four into like her trousers pockets then, and then uh, like puts one in between her mouth and rips it, pours it in, like ramrods it down. Um, it gives it probably a little bit. Now that there's like too much force that can go into it, but a little bit more force than is really necessary. Um, pulls it out, locks the rod back in place, and then like raises the rifle up, getting ready to cock it, but like doesn't. Don't cock it yet, right? No, don't cock it until you're ready to fire. Okay. Well, but um, if uh, you do need, uh, if you do cock it and you decide you actually don't want to shoot, um, and he's gonna pull out one of his uh, his flintlock pistols at that point um, and stand next to her move around to stand next to her and he's going to point it at the tree and then mm -hmm. cock it back um, but keep his thumb on it um, okay. and then slowly squeeze the trigger and let the uh, let the hammer back down slowly sort of like easing it down this is uh, only do this if it is absolutely necessary because it is quite easy for your thumb to slip and it doesn't take much force to create a spark but if you do cock it and Decide for whatever reason you don't need to shoot. You can release the uh, the hammer without firing. Just uh, be very careful when you do this. Point it at the ground. Okay. He nods. Makes sense. She shrugs. Good. Yeah. Do you have any other questions for me? Uh, she kind of ponders, looking over at the carriage. I don't think so. I can just set it on like the window sill of the carriage, I guess. Indeed. Now, All right. Um, well, I'm ready for my watch then. I would. I mean, uh, second watch, but I would ask. Uh, not that I don't trust you to take good care of it, but a man who, um, a man who was very good to me in a very difficult time in my life, gifted that to me. It's very sentimental, I guess you could say. Just uh, at last that you look after it. The grin would spread across my face. Sure, I'll take good care of it. I promise. Okay. Thank you. We should go enjoy some tea, sit by the fire. Sure. And then get some rest. Meanwhile, while this has been happening, what's going on with the fire? Anything? I'll, I'll let Shrider decide first, because I know... Iris is mainly looking at the 
the teaching, uh, laughing when Tamaki clearly bricks his shot <laughs> and then tries to make an excuse for it. And then she whispers uh, conspiratorially to the others, like, What do you think he's saying to her? Do you think he's finally trying to woo her? Has this charade gone long enough? No, no, he wouldn't. Why? I... Because he's a seraph? Yes. Why, do they have, like, a, a rule against that or something? I'm unsure. I've never met one before him. He, he shakes his head. I think it's just that he feels he's seen too many people go. Right. Did he say how old he is, do you? Mm, I'm assuming somewhere in the hundreds, but I'm not sure. He has uh, not told me. Did Tamakti ever say yeah. how old he was? Ruben, you would know that Tamakti is roughly 250 years old. Gotcha. Uh, a bit over 200. Ow. Well, there we go. Do you think Not he's surprising. Had, like a wife at one point, or two or three, or? And um, he knows the answer to that question, but he doesn't answer it. Hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Iris, I had a question for you. Uh, I might have him. an answer. Oh, no, don't answer him. She looks between the two of them. How long did it take to make this tea? He kind of motions towards the. Well, uh, about how long it took you to dig two of the three graves. Well, minus finding the ingredients, of course. That was the longer part. I did it while I was collecting wood. So, like 40 minutes? She kind of, you know, shakes her, like, waves her hand, like, left and right. So, to say, like, yeah, about. <laughs> That's gonna be a hassle. Why? Uh, well, apparently I'm supposed to put these eyelashes into tea. Which means I have to make tea every night. Well, you you think it'll be that long? Drugs. I've never made tea before. I figured she'd know. Does that mean that you drink the eyelashes or do you filter them back out? Do you take them back out? Uh, I don't know. He didn't really specify it seems a bit excessive to drink them. Because at that point, why don't you just eat them? Maybe you can. <laughs> I think they probably, as with most ingredients like this, they work better when they're diluted in a hot liquid. Maybe they just boil away. It is easier to absorb any sort of medicine through your gums than to wait for it to digest in your stomach. Yeah... He kind of looks at, like, his cup of tea. Do you think it's too late? Do I need to make a new one? I... no, not really. There's still some in the kettle that's still very hot. It will dilute easily. Even if you plan on having more tea. I'm fine. I don't plan on it. I need nuts. And, uh, he goes over to drop one of the, like, he sorts around one of his pouches, kind of forgetting where it was. Eventually finds it. Uh, drops one of the uh, dreamer's lashes into the kettle. Just kind of lets it sit for a bit. Okay. Problem solved. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I would hope so. And uh, then while he waits for it to dilute, he just kind of looks towards uh, towards Tamakti as he's continuing the lesson with Lanya. It's at, that point that, uh, it's at that point that Lanya shoots the rifle and there's a crack. Iris jumps slightly. She wasn't paying attention anymore. 
to the training exercise. <laughs> you, say, you see uh, Tamakti give her a congratulatory nod. She looks towards the target and looks like she actually hit it, so... Wow, she might just be better than him already. You suppose he's probably saying that to her right now? Well, he's probably telling her something along the lines of, Oh, you're so good, Lanya. Congratulations. But he's not saying he's she's better than him. He would Either never. He missed. Uh, she not. Would a uh, slight smile. Ruben, you would know Tamaki's pulled off some pretty <laughs> nutty shots since you. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got no doubt he's good with a rifle, but it's too conveniently funny to. But making it. fun of people is <laughs> the greatest gift. <laughs> right. Well, I'm gonna get some sleep. Uh, I guess I don't have a watch tonight, do I? No. Fall night to sleep. Tomorrow's gonna be a good day then. Anyway, both of you have a, a good night. She nods and kinda waves her cup towards him. You as well, Troy. He on his way to the carriage, he's probably gonna like grab one of the, the benches inside the carriage, but on his way he kinda like stops and looks at Lonyan and uh Tamakti for a moment before continuing on, making his way into the carriage, he kinda like jiggles a little bit, like, you know, sags down on one side and he gets in. And then he closes the door. And that's just you two, and that's just Lanya and Tamakti, and about this time, Lanya comes back to, uh, like, she's accepted the, the extra bullets from Tamakti, and they're making their way back to the fighter now. Tamakti's actually going to walk over to the tree, oh. okay. uh, and he's going to pull out a dagger and um, try and pry the, uh, probably the deformed metal from the uh, from the tree, if he can. Oh, sick, Not yeah. deeply. Hmm. Make a sleight of hand. Okay. I can do that. I guess. Yes. 22. 22. Yeah, I'd say you're able to dig it out. Alright. He'll uh, he'll dig it out, and then he'll... um, Probably still a little warm, maybe. And then he'll uh, he'll deposit it in the same pocket as uh, Aphelion's coin. Yeah, that's sweet, now. actually. Uh, and then he'll look to see if anyone noticed him doing that. Lanya wasn't watching. Okay. Ruben wasn't watching. Iris was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I guess he'll like lock eyes with Iris for a second. Uh, she maintains his gaze. He'll give her a wink and a smile and then walk over to the fire. <laughs> she just smiles. Uh, mm. And then he'll uh, he'll sit down next to uh, next to Ruben. Welcome back. How was your shooting lessons? I think it went well. What do you think, Lanya? I thought it went pretty well, actually. I think that I can remember how to do it. Well, she at least hit the target. I'm going through the process in my head over and over trying to remember it. How to load it, what I should do when I'm standing with it, how to shoot it. I think it makes sense. I feel very alert right now. The best thing to remember, Lanya, is that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A great warrior once told me that. Yeah. His name was simply Seal. <laughs> like, and, uh, <laughs> like the mammal. Uh, yes. I see. <laughs> and Raven starts pouring himself another cup of tea, this time spiked with the uh, dreamer's lashes. Um, did you say uh, you're feeling a little uh, alert still on you? Yes, I am. Do you enjoy that feeling? Uh, I mean, it feels good to be focused. I feel focused. All right. Am I on drugs or something? No, I, uh, 
enhanced your uh, natural intelligence briefly, so that it would be easier for you to uh, uh, fully engross yourself in the lesson. Is uh, there a difference? It um, basically cuts away all of the unnecessary things that can often bog down one's thought processes. When it wears off, will I feel drained or something? No. I feel like I will feel... I feel like it'll feel weird. No, it will just uh, feel normal for you again. Is it possible to form an addiction to magic? Not as far as I know, and I've used it a long time. Do you enhance your abilities with it, Iris? Sometimes. Huh. Though most of my spells are usually to hamper others. Magic sounds nice. Where does magic come from? That is a complicated yeah. question. Irish shrug. And uh, not one that is easily answered. For a time, my magic came from this. And he would pull out a, uh, a small book that he hasn't really looked at very often um, recently. And, uh, and hold it up. I relied on incantations and uh, well, uh, components of magics. But uh, since gaining Moriel's favor, now my magic comes from them. Other people are born with it naturally. Other people make pacts with entities of great power. There are many ways to access the chaos of magic. Many ways to fine-tune it. Hmm. Most scholars, I believe, Iris will agree with me on this, that magic itself, the essence of it, comes from the Aether. She nods. Lanya ponders that for a moment. Well... As far as I know, magic is simply like the life force of the world. It just comes. It is not from anyone or anything. It simply is there. And magicians tap into it to harness it and essentially transform it into an effect desired to manifest it in the real world. Magic is not within anyone. You're simply borrowing power from somewhere else and shaping it into what you want. But Master Qui-Gon, what are metachlorines? <laughs> shit, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> George made all that shit. Uh, I'm no magician, but I can do magic. Mm. Then you are a magician. As far as I'm concerned, any mage magician is someone who can do magic. No matter how small or big. And yet my power is tied to others. Never really True. considered myself a mage. Perhaps it is different for uh, the divine sorts who come from gods and, or, excuse me, arch seraphs. Yes. He slurps on his fucking drug tea. <laughs> yeah, his ayahuasca beverage. <laughs> Tamakti, if you're hearing this, um, I don't know how this works. I hope I'm doing this right. Is she talking out loud? No, this is not Lanya. This is... Oh. We made our way back to the north today. It's um, cold here again. Uh, the Lycans and I, we're here. We'll be raiding a camp tomorrow with slaves. I hope that you're doing well and that the others are doing well. Uh, anyways, I. this is silly. I'm a lichen now, oh, as God. I wanted to be. Based. It cuts off. 
he doesn't say anything else. It was Belfour, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I realized halfway through. Uh, I cannot respond to that, right? It's up to you if you want to try. No, I mean, I don't... Mm. That's not a spell that you can respond to. And I was that was more me asking myself if I have that spell on my list, which I, I don't. Right? Because that's sending? Mm-hmm. Sending is a long-range mm-hmm. version. Yeah, but sending's only 25 words, buddy. That was way more. Oh. Yeah, I guess you're right. Tamakti, are you all right? You've uh, got uh, a scrunched face. Tamakti in his head is going to, I guess, try It is a scrunched to... face, isn't it? it? It is. Yes. Belfort, I'm not sure if you can hear me, but if you can, I am happy to hear you have made it back. Doubly so that you are working to free slaves and triply so that you are doing so as a lichen, as you wanted and as I'm sure Gabriel would have wanted for you. Lanya is still with us. She's doing well. You'd be proud of her. Stay safe, my friend. Do you think he's finally cracked? I think he's not he even is. responding. You're uh, not sorry, embarrassed about uh, the shooting, are you, Tamakti? What? You seem like sort you're of, lost in thought. You're... He'd sort of blink and like come back to... I'm sure that you're a great shot with the rifle. I. What did I'm you sure... talk? No, I just got the message from Belfort. A uh, message? Yes. How is he? He's good. He's good. Uh, they've made it back to the north. They're going to raid the camp tomorrow to free some slaves. And he is a lichen, as he wanted to be. She kind of smiles a little bit warmly. Going to free others like us. Indeed. Others like you were. He would gently correct. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. As am I. I told him as such. I'm not sure if uh, he could hear me or not. I don't know what spell he was using, but... Yeah. If he heard me, he knows that I am proud of him, happy for him, and that you are doing well. He would say to Lanya. Good. Good. Which, uh, I guess, was a bit of an assumption on my part. But I, uh... Seems like you're doing well. I am. I think I'm doing well. I wonder how Weasel and Sasha are doing. And what was that one man that you were fond of from the, uh, Tabe? Yes, my good friend, Tabe. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what they're all doing. Hmm. She kind of dismisses it. Why <laughs> see, when you say shit like that, it makes me worried. Anyways, I'm going to get some rest before my shift. I fucking hate you, man. I wonder if you're dead right now. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's about time I go to sleep. <laughs> yes, uh, Iris, thank you for the tea. Of course. Uh, should I leave the rifle outside the carriage while I sleep? No, you might as well keep it with you. Just uh, leaning up against the wall. Okay. And Iris, you have the first watch, right? She nods. Okay, I'm second. Don't forget. And then... I will not. Right? Yes, I am the last watch. Okay, good. As always, he whispers to himself. Uh, What was that, Tamakti? Nothing. Okay. She makes her way to the carriage and probably takes the other bench. The door closes behind her. It's just the three of you outside now. I don't know, that's my carriage closing noise. You hear the fucking metal lock on the other side? 
So much noise. So much sounds to be Bang! Cut. Fucking bang! <laughs> right, door closes. It's getting late. You guys have been enjoying the fire. The fire is kind of like dying down now. It's really just an ember bed at this point, you know, with all the twigs that have burned up and just turned into coals. Well, I actually will grab the fire poking stick, as I'm sure that there is one. There, there has every, to be one. Every good fire needs a fire poking stick. It's an old man thing. It's got to yeah. happen. It's true. And he'll he'll stir the uh, the coals a little bit to kind of rejuvenate them. <laughs> as yeah. is custom for old men yeah. next to fires. That's true. Staring into them. Sort of letting his eyes glaze over a little bit before kind of shaking himself awake. Well, here we are. Finding ourselves on the precipice of a new door. We shall step through it tomorrow for better or for worse. It will be for better. Think positively. I think realistically, Iris. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I also do. I simply don't say it. I, for one, think we'll be fine. There you go. We've Good. come through worse. Indeed we have. Gods know we could use a little uh, easy sailing for a while. As long as it's not actually sailing. God, I hate boats. You didn't like the boats? No, we were stuck on them for what felt like ages. I thought they were pretty fun. <laughs> the open sea. I much Creatures prefer the open air. <laughs> Creatures. The slithered water about. elementals. Yes, a water elemental that tried to drown a bunch of chained up slaves. Fun times. A doll that convinced good friends of mine to murder an entire... Never mind. Yeah, that's yeah, your problem. You focus on the negative. I had completely forgotten about that. Oh. I haven't. <laughs> Iris just looks between the two of them. Man, it's getting late. Uh, you, you can see like, sleep. Yeah. You see Robin's, Ruben. Ruben. Ruben, he you're about him. to pass out before making it to the door. He he already is pretty much like out. <laughs> he was just speaking from like. How close is the fire to the carriage? Iris, how far away did you make the fire from the carriage? I don't know, ten feet or so. Pretty close. By uh, about ten feet or so. If I lay my bedroll out here, will you uh, keep an eye on me? Iris uh, thinks for a moment. She taps her chin. Hmm. Sure. Why not? Thanks. And then he's gonna. I'm just gonna sleep here too. I think. Very well. He'll untie his bedroll from uh, the underside of his uh, his bag, and uh, roll it out. And then he'll um he'll take a few more kind of like loose twigs that are around and toss them on the fire, and then he'll sort of like climb into his bedroll, mm-hmm. and um, sleep. All right. Yeah, Ruben just falls asleep where he sat. You know, his arm like or his head tucked into his arms. And he's like sat on a log or something, yeah. or on the floor. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And the dreamer lashes make like a really deep sleep. So even if you were sleeping in some way that would make you uncomfortable, like you would still recover like two exhaustion points. It doesn't matter to him. He's passed the fuck out. Yep. No <laughs> dreams of, uh, or no negative dreams at least. You, I mean, I imagine that under the influence of dreamer lashes, you probably still dream, but you wouldn't have the kind of like nightmares that would keep you up as a witch hunter. Good. Good. Excellent. So a good sleep. 
Time to go kill more dreamers, man. This is lit. Or just take their eyelashes. Don't need <laughs> yeah, to kill I, them. Yeah, you know, I suppose it's... <laughs> you know, oddly enough, it details here in the, uh, in, in the monster grimoire. The dreamer eyelashes can be used to create a soothing tea that brings about deep sleep. The eyelashes of a dreamer can be had for 4 GP. Someone who has proficiency with an herbalist kit can, make, can add herbs worth another 1 GP and boil the mixture for 10 minutes. If the herbalist succeeds on a DC 10 wisdom, blah, 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 blah. Uh, if the drinker sleeps for 8 hours, blah, 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 two exhaustion levels. Um, making this tea requires the eyelashes from both a dreamer's eyes. It takes one month for the lashes to grow back to su sufficient length to be used again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty freaking cool. We're gonna need to. We're gonna need to torture Onira. Yeah. Onira. We're gonna need your eyelashes. It was your goddamn eyelashes. Oh, we come for your eyelashes, Onira. All right. Just you now, Iris. Um. To not really worry about too much going on, Iris will uh, repeat her trick and uh, summon a massive illusion of terrain. But this time it will be uh, like around maybe a fifty feet, a fifty foot radius from the the cart. So it's like a fair distance, but not too much. Uh, just like a long moat, essentially, of what seems like a pit of lava. Okay. So, yeah, they're like on a little island, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can discern through the illusion, but it takes, like, a certain level of intelligence to even be able to make the check, so... So normal dumb creatures should just think it's fire and death and stay away. Got it, got it, okay. And that'll be that. And she'll stay up for a watch, climb on top of the carriage. Okay, well, make a perception. Sure. Yeah, the Ebon Syndicate's about to come back saying, hey, thanks for the plug, man. We, <laughs> kill, we killed all we those people. We got them good. <laughs> yeah, Anyways, we got you're them. back now. You want us to pick you something up? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to McDonald's. You want some? <laughs> God damn, man. I really done killed all those people. 11. 11. Terrible. Tamaki's gone. Oh, you whoops. Some, you hear some shuffling. Which direction? Hmm. The direction of the tree or the mounds from the bodies, one or the other. Okay. Iris will let out like a... Actually, no. She will just snap her fingers and summon her owl. And uh, the owl, having dark vision, can at least see in the dark. So she will uh, send the owl to patrol up and look through the trees. Actually, no. Owls can just fly, like, low fly through trees. They do that all the time. So she'll just do that. She <laughs> will send the owl towards um, where she thinks she heard the crack. Which was two locations, right? It was the bodies or the... Um... Yeah, it's really just like a shuffling kind of sound. Okay, so t yeah, towards those mounds and towards the shuffling. Okay. You, uh... I would think you don't see anything through the owl. Gotcha. Then, you look... Uh... Oh, where yeah. are you? Are you on top of the carriage? Yep. Okay. You uh, hear the shuffling again. It's much closer to you now. It's uh, it's just over the the edge of the carriage. Oh no. She turns around quickly in a flash. There's uh, a figure, a human, standing there looking up at you, and in the lantern light you see that it's the the corpse of the um the kid that was there. Oh. Like somewhere you know, teenager, thirteen to sixteen. And he looks the up at you. The kid that and, was dead? Yeah. He looks up at you and, and he still has the rope around his neck and the sign. Don't go to Omiya's gate. 
Iris will hop down from the carriage and sort of, you know, go pretty much next to the walking corpse. Not really scared of him. He doesn't seem to uh, make a move to attack or anything, right? No. Okay. She kind of leans down a bit to have her face closer. And why is that? What is there in Olmir's gate? The dead are at Olmir's gate. Things you don't know and don't understand it at Olmir's gate. Is that what happened to you and your family? Don't go to Olmir's gate. We have answers that we need, especially these two. Don't go to Olmir's gate. She looks at the kid. She stands back up. I'm sorry, child, but we will. Now I believe it's time for you to rest. You hear more shuffling. Okay. Um, Iris will lay her palm upon the boy's head and cast a firebolt to blow it up. As you, you do, you go to call up your magic and nothing happens. Oh, shit. Don't go to Omiya's guy. Don't go to Omiya's guy. You hear the shuffling and it's getting louder. There's She's there's like, three sources of it now. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. Don't go to Omiya's guy. She whistles. Don't go to Omiya's guy. And then for, uh, you hear the shuffling. She whistles for Siga to come, uh, which is Aral. I forgot to say her name. You hear the shuffling again and you wake up. You had dozed off on your watch. She looks towards the mounds of bodies. Are they still buried? Yeah, there's a, a critter okay. of some sort trying to dig up one of them. That was it's heavy. making a shuffling noise. She shoots a firebolt right at the critter. It's fucking piece of shit. Uh, I imagine Iris's heart is probably racing a little bit, maybe. And the magic comes this time, right? Yeah, it does. Like okay. the firebolt. Uh, I, I'd say, given. Given that it's an animal, it's not going to be high DC, but I do still want you to make a roll because sure. it's like you just woke up. You might be a little bit panicked. Who knows? Sure. Uh, it's a crit. Oh, shit. At 26. It nails it. It was uh, it was like a probably a, a coyote. Gotcha. And it, it hits it. You, you see like the uh, the char of its its hide and, and where it hit. You can hear the sizzling. It's no longer moving as it's there like right past the mounds. It looks like it had maybe gotten like a foot deep into one of the mounds and like was digging a hole with both of its little paws. All right. She'll uh, just stand on top of the cart at this or sit on top of the cart and uh, a little bit exhausted, like panting, you know, and she'll curse herself for actually falling for a bad dream like she's still a goddamn child. Mm hmm. I had you guys for a second. Yeah, you had me. I was like, I'm dead, I guess. I guess it's time to take out my dagger and see how much work I can put in. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll never, ever fall for your dreams again, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, for real. There's something every, every, like, time I tell, every time I tell myself I won't fall for the dream, <laughs> I still it's like it. It's like few and far between. You can't overdo it. I know. It's <laughs> got to be a rare thing, but it works well when it's done in the right time. But it's probably <laughs> getting near the end of your shift. Gotcha. Um, once she's certain that it's the end, maybe even a few, like a, a 10 minutes or so after, mm -hmm. she will go inside of the cart and wake up Lanya. Mm. Lanya. Huh? Is it, is it time? It is time for your watch. The others are sleeping outside, so keep an eye on them. Also, um, the giant moat of lava outside is my illusion. It is not real. Oh... Okay. There again. Okay. It keeps the beasts away. She goes to climb out of the carriage, almost forgetting the rifle, turns back, like, 
quickly kind of like grabs the rifle by like the midsection of it um, and then climbs out of the carriage. You're taking my spot, I suppose, huh? Iris will nod and then she looks at the rifle. Do not forget, Lanya. Never cock if you're not going to shoot. She tries to imitate Tamakti and then goes inside of the carriage. <laughs> she chuckles a little bit. I know, I know. I was listening. Good. Wake us if there is anything. Don't take any chances. I will. She climbs out and closes the door behind her. Alright, and Iris takes the spot. Tamakti? She like, trying to wake him up. Tamakti, wake up. <laughs> Tamakti will... He's like snoring. <laughs> is it uh, time for my watch already? Yes, don't mind the lava. That's Iris again. It's just an illusion. Wait, did she actually do her full watch? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, she did an NPC so we don't go through hers. Who okay. knows what happened? All right. Ah, everything was quiet. Good. That's good to hear. Do you want the rifle for your watch? Yes, if you don't mind. Yes, here. She hands it to you. Thank you. You can uh, use my bedroll if you want. It's already warmed up. I was going to ask for it, actually. Well, there you go. I'll, he'll crawl out of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess leave it open for her to crawl into. She crawls in. Right. Uh, he'll, uh, he'll walk the ten feet to the carriage and uh, climb up onto the, the coach. All right. Yeah. Well... Your shift being the last one, getting like kind of towards morning. <clears throat> you guys have lanterns set up and and this like kind of like a lava moat illusion. I think that your watch probably goes by unbothered. Lame. Yeah, well. Sorry. Yeah, well, like roll that. the perception. <clears throat> you will we'll just, I guess, sit on the sit on the bench, mm -hmm. waiting, mm -hmm. observing, yeah, per perceiving. Perceiving indeed, brother. Brother. All right. Man, what? for a what? goddamn four-hour session. Uh, makes three sense. Hours or something. <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah, so you... All right. You, and uh, everything seems pretty normal. You don't hear any shuffling. Uh, you do probably, as the, as the sky is getting a little bit lighter, I think it'd be definitely visible to you that there's like a dead coyote behind one of the mounds, the grave, and it looks like it was trying to dig a hole. <laughs> is it like visibly like burned? It's like charred, yeah. That's... And I'm like, it's like torso is just like a, a black pit of burnt meat and burnt hair. That's strange. I don't remember that being there last night. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll look over at the fire and uh, look at Ruben for a while. Yeah, he's just slashed over there on a fucking log. Passed out. And he'll, uh, his gaze will drift over to Lanya for a bit, where it'll rest for some time. And he's sort of, I guess, in that thing where, like, you're looking at people, but you're, like, not, you're thinking, so your eyes are, like, unfocused, and you're not really, like, seeing, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. a thing that other people do besides me, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, so I'll just sort of, I guess, be in that, like, mode that trance-like state of thinking while, like, looking like he's staring at somebody, but his mind's, like, a million miles away. Mm-hmm. And the, the sun probably rises. Probably does. Sky starts to get much lighter on the east side as it creeps over the gray spine. 
you know, off in the distance, which are actually not visible at all because you're like 150 miles away or more. Mm -hmm. Speaking right now. And the earth is not flat. No, it is not. So you think. <laughs> I found about the hollow, hollow earth theory yeah. recently. That's crazy. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> yeah. So you're the first one awake, of course, because you're already yeah. awake. You do anything? No, Tamakti's still just sort of thinking. About what? What is he thinking about? The future. Mm. And whether or not he has a place in it. I knew there was going to be some fucking depressed twist. Not not depressed. <laughs> yes! No, it's not. Oh, man. Roy, <laughs> Roy quietly climbs out of the, uh, the carriage. Because he didn't have to take a watch, so he got a full sleep. And uh, it's probably rested enough before your shift is even done to come out. And so he tries to be quiet about it. That's, uh, let me roll a stealth for that. He doesn't, I mean, he's not doing that for my benefit, is he? Because Tamakti's... No, owned. for, for uh, Iris. Okay, gotcha. An 18 on the stealth. Would Iris's passive perception grab that? No, no, he passes handily. Okay, then he makes his way out of the carriage quietly and... Iris sleeps in for, for once because she took a watch this time. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and comes up to Tamakti, kind of like standing by the side of the carriage, leaning against the uh, the sort of bench at the, the coach. That's what it's called. Leans against the coach. Arms kind of crossed against it. His hair's a messy, greasy nest of... Uh, Lice. I don't know where I was going with that. It's a <laughs> mess on top of his head. Just and, a disgusting uh, hive of lice and other vermin. No, but uh, it's, a, it's a rat nest for sure. And, rat uh, lore. He's he's got like you know his, his undergarments on that he usually wears like under his chain and and half plate. And he takes his kettle helm and pops it up on top of his head to hide his messy hair and looks at you for a moment. Mackie's still sort of, I guess, staring into space and thinking. I, I take it the watch went well. <clears throat> what? The watch went well, right? Uh, yes, yes, there were no problems. Somebody seems to have cooked a fox while we slept, though. Or a coyote. Oh. Just Breakfast? Towards the... Interested? The... You may be alone on that one. Yeah. I'm not very interested either. Gonna be a tight squeeze. He like looks off to the the trail leading into the woods. Probably graze the carriage, graze the the horses here and there. Do you think we can manage it? I think we can, yeah. Just gonna be tight. Speaking of horses, uh, I'll feed them. Oh. He goes about getting the food together for them. Good, thank you. Tomacchio sort of, I guess, like breathe in sharply and kind of uh, rub uh, rub his face in his two hands sort of like I guess get out of that like mental slump slash stupor that he was in sort of shake his head back and forth a few times and then uh, get up and stretch <clears throat> well time to start the day I suppose yeah you know I was thinking yesterday while we were traveling about the good berries that Reuben was making. What about them? When I traveled with Rylon and, uh, Rylon and, uh, what's his name? The French one. Or, I mean, the Sean one. Uh, uh, Amon. 
Everyone, that's his name. Amon, Nilfarin, Onira. Um, Rylon? No, I already said him. I was oh. thinking about what to say. Uh, Amon always used to say that magic solves everything. And everything could be solved with magic, and Nilfarin would always say, no, magic doesn't solve everything, but the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to see what he's talking about. I mean, it's all free anyways, it's borrowed from the other side. So, what's Nothing the issue? is free. Oh, but it is. Tamakti shakes his head. Are you familiar with the Law of Equivalent Exchange? No, never heard of it. For everything given, a cost is exacted. There is not a single truly free thing in this world or any other. There are cosmic scales, yes. It must maintain a balance. It is the one unalienable law of the universe that we find ourselves living in. Right, yeah. Um, the door to the carriage opens at this point. Oh. Good morning. Good morning. She steps out and closes it. And then she uh, looks around, sees there's still the mode of lava, and she snaps her fingers, so it disappears. Are you going to be doing that every night? Every time we sleep in the middle of the woods, yes. It will keep creatures at bay. Did you, uh... I'm just going to point over to the charred coyote. Oh, yes, that was me. I didn't realize you were so fond of the dead. No, I had a bad dream, and I woke up startled. I heard something I just shot. I didn't really think about it too much. What if it had been one of us? Then I suppose you would have been singed but survived. Mm. Again, it does not happen often that I dream I apologize. A mistake. We all make them from time to time. Is what we do after that matters. True. Well, I suppose that... He would quip full of wisdom as ever. Yeah. I suppose that corpses uh, I uh, screwed it too much to be able to be eaten right I don't know that we'd want to yeah, you ever are full of like mites and shit you ever eaten oh. coyote before mistress I, no I've never eaten a, a predator like wolves or coyotes or actually I suppose coyotes are more like scavengers than predators correct it is uh, it is Ugly poverty food, food so to speak I see. Yeah. I've eaten it before in desperation, but it is not something I would recommend. Then I will follow your recommendations. You know what, Tamakti? Coming back to our conversation that we were having, I'll explain it to you one day. Maybe. Explain what? Magic. You're going to explain magic to me? Yeah, where it comes from. Is this Iris another... kind of side-eyes towards him, like, what? <laughs> is this another witch hunter secret? You know, oddly enough, it kind of is, yeah. Go figure. Uh, I wouldn't Whatever. say secret, just something we're very in tune with. Whatever that, that the theory the is origin of magic. The origin of magic that the witch hunters have, I believe, is deeply flawed. How is it? Or... Probably mostly incorrect, yes. The beast came from magic. Many things came from magic. No one is exactly sure where it comes from or how. I came from magic. I'm sure of it. Anyways, I guess I'll wake up Ruben and Donya and 
We should eat something. Good berries, eh? Yes. He looks between you two. She nods. He turns around, makes his way over to Reuben and kind of nudges him with his foot. I'm awake. Oh. And he's like starts to kind of sit up more. Um, clearly not having moved since he wasn't awake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it's morning. Yes, I mean, he gestures to the sky, which is much brighter now. It is, yes. Uh, breakfast. And uh, he, good uh, berries. It's you. You're you're making breakfast. Ah. Uh, all right. Give me. Uh, give me a moment. And after like after like a minute of the kind of waking up fully, he extends a hand and summons the maximum amount of good berries that he can. Oh. You see, manifest. This is manifest of magic. What? Nothing. I'll, I'll fill you in later. Uh, well, uh, bon appetit. As the Chanel people would say. Or something. I don't know. Iris nods at that and takes a berry. <laughs> Troy takes one. Eats it. Is Lanya awake yet? No. Troy did not wake her yet. Come on, deal. Uh, we'll climb down from the carriage and uh, walk over and sort of gently wake her. Um, is it time to go? Yes, it is. Well, time to wake up anyway. Uh, we never get to sleep long enough. No. Perhaps one day. But not today. She rubs the sleep out of her eyes and sits up, kind of like... Uh, leaning back on her hands that are planted like behind her on the ground and kind of like reaches out a, a hand for a good berry. Could you hand me one, please? She's saying that to, to Makti? Anyone who will who will give her one. Uh, he's like right there, so he just leans over and like gives her one. Thank you. You know, I've been thinking these are pretty bland. Maybe there are better ways to prepare these berries. You think it loses its property if you do that but how else would mix you make them it? in some some pancakes or jam or tea or i don't know or pancakes or pancakes but you need oh, batter i see what you mean now and uh he pops one in his mouth and just kind of eats it and stands okay. up whoever hasn't had one he gives it to them to mark you'll grab one and then the rest he just puts inside in case they're needed. Time to get going, huh? Feed the horses. Yes. I think. I already fed them. Two scoops? Two scoops, yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's really the correct amount. They seem content. How do the how do the horses look after these days of travel? They look fair. They're faring well. Okay. Uh, Do they seem like they're faring too well? <laughs> uh, like, you maybe, know? like maybe they're bulking up a bit? Maybe I would allow you an fat. animal handling if you want to make one. To Absolutely. kind of like judge it. Absolutely. Or a nat- actually probably a nature check would be more what? in line. Why would that be more? I'll allow either one. Whatever. <laughs> a 20. <laughs> a 20. What is your nature bonus? Uh, one less. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, that, that extra one. Uh, yeah, so 20. I'd, uh, you know, it seems like two scoops might be the right number. 
Yes, they seem well nourished. The mighty would not. <laughs> yeah, but not not over nourished, I think. No, no. Not at all. I think I two guess. scoops is just enough. I guess we guessed the right amount. There was no guessing involved. I think there was a lot of guess. No, <laughs> we were very sure of ourselves. I I don't think that's true. I if Tomokti says it, I say it too. And say it, I do. I, uh, well, um, two scoops is the right amount. No guesses. Tomokti nods. You're damn right. I am right. Because you said it first and you were right. You're damn uh, right. Tomokti also said he intentionally missed the target last night. What are you talking about? And he, he walks into the carriage. <laughs> he, he did intentionally miss the target. He told me. Ruben's already in the carriage. <laughs> he, looks, he looks over at her. Yes, that is what I said. It is what you said, yes. You weren't lying, right? No. Iris no, I, turns around. Of course he was not. Here, um... I believe we decided you would be on rightful duty today. I was going to be on rifle duty, yes, inside the carriage, looking mm. out the windows. Indeed. Now, Ruben steps out. I forgot it was yeah. supposed to be you and Lanya inside. I believe that and is yes. the arrangement that was decided, yes. He climbs onto the carriage. <laughs> Iris you goes on your, top. You with your pistols, me with the rifle. I think this is going to be good. I think we'll be fine. Yes, I feel good about it. I don't think... Never mind. <laughs> no, go off. Go, go on, Ed. I don't yeah. think anything bad is going to I don't happen. think that any blight dragons or giant bats are going to murder us all. <laughs> no, that dragons? was a joke. Did that you was a joke. dragons? <laughs> <laughs> I love those. <laughs> mm. uh, right, well, <laughs> I suppose let's get in our spots. Uh, Iris, you're with me, right? Well, either next to you or up top, it matters not to me. Matters not to me either, so pick one. Uh, Iris climbs up top to be alone. Alright. That means you and me next to each other again, Ruben. Yeah. Why did he say it like that? It doesn't get old, does it? <laughs> I'm not sure why you're saying it like that. <laughs> you and I me, mean, yeah. a couple of Olsons. I mean, I could just climb up top as well and what, and, and leave me on the couch alone? No, no. No. <laughs> you can't do that. He ponders it for his own. No, no. You can't do that to me. <laughs> no. Yo, buddy pal, Ruben, come on. No, I'll, I'll stay down here. <sighs> Let's get on the road. He motions to the road. You guys are on the carriage then, and you get on the road. Clop, 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 clop. The, clop, clop. Yes, there actually is like clopping now because you guys are on like intricately laid uh, sort of equivalent to brickwork roads, like cobble road, where it's uh, it's it's very decorative and patterned with like uh, these nicely cut cobbles that are sort of bordering it, like a little bit of an upper lip on the edges. Um, but overgrowth peeks through like all the stones and overgrowth like kind of cradles its way or, or crawls its way over top of these edges of the road. And before you guys know it, you're making your way into the woods where um, the forest is so dense that it sort of swallows the edges of the road. Like there are, are small 
small branches with leaves that will probably graze iris here and there definitely some that'll graze the windows of the carriage like kind of scraping up against them like how the, you know everyone knows what that sounds like it's miserable and then probably some that sort of brush up against Ruben and Troy Troy kind of scoots more towards the middle a little bit and you guys continue into the woods you were saying that this place it was a magical college right Indeed, a long time ago. What do you suppose they got so much magic from? Unsure. Most of them were uh, students of the Arcane, so they learned their magics. They were not necessarily born with great talent. Right. Certain people have a natural tendency to use magic without needing to learn anything. Oh, you're telling me? He side-eyes Ruben. Maybe they built their college on top of a bunch of rich rock. But who knows? You're the one who knows the origin of magic, so you tell me. I do. That's true. The horses keep going. He keeps moving along with the carriage. So what's the origin of magic? He sniffles. (laughs) He clears his throat. The horses keep going along. Tamaki's gonna reach over and, and open the windows on either side. Okay. Lanya moves the drapes kind of like out of the way as well. She takes the rifle and props it like on just barely leaning out of the window that she is is at like maybe half a foot or a foot of the barrel outside the window. Be careful. Something might try and grab it and take it from your hands. What, like an animal? What kind of animal would grab it? I was more thinking a ghost. Oh, you're making a joke. No, I was (laughs) being serious. Ghosts. But Iris said that there probably weren't ghosts. Right? Yes, it was a joke. Iris! What? You said there weren't ghosts, right? No, my dear. I said that if there were ghosts, maybe not all of them were murderous in intent. She lowers her voice again. (laughs) So if they're not murderous, then they won't be grabbing the rifle. She raises the brow, quirking it, kind of like insinuating at at Tamakti that he's wrong? I prefer uh, to prepare for the worst possible outcome. Hmm. Hmm. It has kept me alive for some time. Well, you are getting old. He sort of sucks his teeth. Got him. (laughs) I suppose I walked right into that one. Hmm. Kept you alive for quite some time, I guess. (laughs) Is everything all right, Lanya? (laughs) She woke up fiery today, my god. Monty, how old are you? She gets very serious. Like, genuinely Mm. wanting to know. Will you... Will you think of me differently depending on the answer? You're still you, right? Regardless of the age? That is true. Then no. I am 257 years old. Her expression kind of goes from serious to kind of like slack neutral where she's like kind of soaking that in and, and it takes a moment and then she raises her brows 257 yes wow is that because you're a seraph yes <laughs> yes it is I would have been dead a long time ago if not for that I suppose then Tamaki that I uh I ascended at some what we call it <laughs> in uh, the seraph circles when I was uh, 32 years old, that was back in 
I believe the year 107 or so. Back mm. then, uh, the Estoyan Empire was a little more than a few fledgling provinces made up of former nobles of the Burak looking to get out from under the thumb of the Emperor. My family was... My family was from Fallowheart. I'm not familiar with the area. It, uh... It sits in the shadows of the Grey Spines. He kind of, like, quietly ponders that. Tamakti, if you've lived for so long... She continues to think on what to say or how to say it. Did you have a family of your own? You know, a family of yours? What do you mean? Uh, a partner and children? Yes. I did not. No, I never had any children. She kind of scratches the back of her head a little bit with the not hand that's not holding the rifle. Because I am incapable or because it was forbidden, there are plenty of sheriffs who choose to to have families. I, I focused my efforts on other things. For a time, I... I had a companion. Someone I was very, very close to. And who was very close to me. She was... I do not know what happened to her. I have not seen her since I was cast down. A branch snaps off the left side of the carriage into the woods, out of sight through the dense foliage that's there. Tamakti uh, sort of snaps his head and peers through the window. Iris uh, whistles for her owl again to appear and just go in that direction. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you to make a perception check sure. with your owl. It is a sure. dense forest. Here. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, she has advantage. So let me get on that. Oh, an eight. Terrible. Terrible. You're unable to spot anything with your owl. Okay. Then I will uh, recall her for the time being. You wish you that. Not sure what it was. I couldn't see anything. Probably something horrible. Probably something small. Difference of opinion. Well, something small can be terrible. Mm. He kind of like wages outside the side. I suppose. I'm sure there is something in the bestiary that uh, fits that description. This place doesn't sit right with me. Nor does it sit right with me. Sure, it was nice once upon a time. If you imagine past the overgrown vines and trees and motions around, just the whole forest in general. She just nods slowly. A squirrel hops from one of the branches and lands on top of the... Uh, on top of the carriage next to you. Oh. Oh. It's covered in mushrooms, like these fungus mm. growths, these blue and yellow and red mushrooms are growing out of its back. Its eyes are entirely white, and it holds in its mouth a dead butterfly. Oh. Gotcha. Iris, with her gloved hand, will pick up the squirrel. Or try to, unless it just fucking Make runs. Make of hand. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I figured as much. Um, let's see, let's see. Another eight. An eight. It hops off behind the carriage. It lands and it like scurries off into the woods. 
She'll try to cash it with Mage Hand. Okay, I'll allow a second sleight of hand. Okay. Hey, come we on, take those. Come on. <laughs> on that one three. Yeah. You you try and grab it, it hops, you like reach out like your hand mimicking your mage hand and you miss it. And then a second one and a third one jump onto the carriage, like kind of right in front of you. Alright. They're also covered in these same mushrooms. And then a fourth one. She she just tries to grab one. Like I'm, she's just trying to get a like what these damn mushrooms are if she can recognize them. They all like perk up all of a sudden as you're trying to reach for one of them, and they're all looking in unison oh. off like forward right side of the the carriage. She and then they they go to scurry. You can make another one more sleight of hand to try and grab one before they scurry. Okay, fuck it. If I fail again, I'm gonna fucking jump off the carriage. <laughs> nine. <laughs> A nine. Yeah, they they all scurry away. Like so, a total of four of them have now like gotten onto the carriage. Ah, and, and fuck left. you! She Whoa. just shoots one. She literally just shoots one with her fireball. <laughs> oh my god! You can make a an attack, I guess. With the sure. Fireball. Absolutely. Absolutely, we'll be doing that. Seventeen. A seventeen. You hit one of them. Like the the mushrooms pop right off its back, and its little furry body explodes and like a little gory <laughs> firework and her just like stands up to like look on top of the carriage what, what is it nothing i tried what? to catch one of these damn squirrels and i just couldn't squirrels they're Did growing you... mushrooms out, the, out of their back something Where is, is wrong with them indeed i was trying to grab one to examine it but they keep scurrying off the little fucks well wow, usually blow things up <laughs> when you're angry that's... she just she just stares an absolute cold like murderous glare towards both of them oh okay that okay. just says like shut the f oh shit and he like looks back towards the way that you guys are going and, and kind of has to rein back the horses uh as your guys are about to hit a like a fallen tree that's across the road oh shit what well uh she looks ahead we gotta move that and he points to, it's a log, it's a tr tree or something. Uh, uh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, I, I've never had good experiences with things in the road. Fuck it. He jumps off the carriage. Uh, Iris, you mind making sure the horses don't move? She uh, steps down on where Reuben was sitting on the coach, essentially, and grabs the reins. Go help him. I'll stay here. I would help you lift, but... um. She kind of points to her noodle-shaped arms. I don't have much strength in me. Demokte. Mm, yes. Hey, come out and give us a hand, will ya? Uh, very well. He'll, um, he'll holster his, his pistol that he had drawn, and he'll, he'll turn to, uh, to Lanya. I won't be long, and if you would like to continue our conversation, I'd be more than happy to answer any further questions you have about my life. I'd be glad to listen. He gives her a nod. And then he'll, uh, he'll open the door. Uh, would you mind, uh, just watching our backs? Uh, yes, of course. Thank you. And then She, like, kind uh, of cranes her way out the window. He'll walk over to the tree, I suppose. Okay. Uh, it's, it's not particularly, like, the hugest tree. It's maybe about a, a foot in diameter. Um, but it's... It like fell onto something else that is across mm -hmm. the road, and so it's like elevated enough to be an obstacle for a, a carriage. So we just push this the side of the road, and we'll be fine. I think we might have to drag it further off into one of the sides. Do you think uh, it would be easier to move if it 
were cut into two pieces? Most definitely, yes. Alright, uh, stand aside, the both of you. What are you gonna do to cut it? He's gonna move back to the carriage. Magic. How far away? Uh, <laughs> how far away is the carriage from the uh, uh, the tree? Uh, probably twenty feet back. Okay. He'll judge it and nod. And I'm sure that that's enough distance. And then he's going to drop his uh, his cover, so to speak. His wings will materialize mm-hmm. from his body. Their razor sharp edges gleaming in the sun. Uh, then he's going to uh, sort of leap into the air and, and kind of bat at the air a little bit, hovering a couple feet off the ground. And then he's going to fly with some speed at the tree uh, and then sort of make a raking pass across it with one of his wings. Oh, oh, that's sick, actually. Okay. Um, I'm not going to make you make a roll for that. That's pretty cool. I'd say. It's not like an effortless thing. It's not like it, you just kind of glide right through it. it there yeah, is very visibly like an impact there, but it, much like an axe would or a wood splitter, it gets right through it. Yeah, I'd say you probably, uh, I'd say the impact throws you into the ground past the tree. That's fine. And you skid a little bit. Tamakti will, I guess, land, uh, probably sort of banging up one of his shoulders and, and rolling a little bit. He'll tuck his wings in immediately so he doesn't break them. Yeah. That might even protect him a little bit, but he'll roll for a, a couple of feet. Oh, are you okay? <sighs> Ruben begins jogging over. He'll, uh, he'll, uh, he'll get up onto one knee and sort of dust himself off before uh, standing up. Uh, still <laughs> working out the kinks on that little maneuver, I guess. Yeah, what what was that? See for yourself. He'd turn around and point at what he hopes is the intended effect on the tree. Troy is already in the process as you look back of like trying to drag one of them quickly, one of the halves, back into the left side of the, the road, off into the woods. Still uh, fucking heavy, but much better. Uh, well, good work. Good. And, yes, um, you get that side, will you? Yeah, he, he runs over to grab the other side and start dragging it. Tamakti, Tamakti will follow and move it. Right. Okay. Let's head out of the way. Good work. Tamakti will pat the trinket on his uh, on his chest. The chain breaker indeed. Oof. There's um, a few squirrels that come off the right side of the road into the road between uh, they kind of like scurry across the road between you guys and Troy. And off into the opposite side of the, the woods. Look, a squirrel. They're not cute. growing mushrooms on their back. Um, not cute. Actually, that's disgusting. It's I a can see why I was blasted it. What do you think they're running from? Probably some giant mutated bear or something. I don't know. We Maybe should... best not to stick around. Agreed. Troy quickly makes his way back to the carriage. And, uh, yeah, Ruben's also jogging over. And Ruben, how of, cool did that look, to be honest? It looked pretty fucking cool. Sweet. <laughs> <Did I find him? laughs> you want to like work this your two, landings, though. I like how this 200-year-old angel is just worried about how cool he looks. <laughs> I mean, come on. You gotta, you gotta be concerned with looks every once in a while. Every once in a while, yeah, everyone does it. As you guys make your way back to the carriage... Something 
comes barreling out from the brush. Oh, Jesus. Branches snapping along with it, and uh, and the oath signs of both Reuben and and Troy flare up. Uh, probably not visible through their armor, more like a two. But barreling out from the brush, I don't know if you guys want to hear this and like prepare in any way or flinch or react in any sort of way. Yeah, I mean, Ruben's is probably... towards the cart or them? Yeah, what is it coming towards? It's coming from off to the like front right side of the carriage. And who is it running towards or what is it running towards? Well, it's hard to say because you guys are surrounded by dense woods. Oh, okay, so it's not visible yet. Not visible yet. Yeah, Iris just spins to face that direction. That's all preparation she does, really. Tamakti will draw his sword. And obviously, Ruben unravels his chain. He's ready. Barreling out from the woods and sort of like stopping on the path for a moment. And its head flicks to the left of it towards the carriage because it's coming out in front of the carriage. You guys see uh, a creature that probably none of you might be familiar with. I brought it up in conversation before. It's called a lupalisk. I put the image in D&D 2B, but it's kind of like a, a large sort of uh, snake-like no, thing creature with uh, like black kind of scaly growths that come off of its back and like shoulders and it has a long snake-like tail and, and huge like kind of snake-like head with fangs. It, but it stops for a moment. And it stares at you guys, like flicking its head to the side. Iris just has like fire in her hands, literally. She's just looking at it, just waiting. There's a tense moment that lingers in the air. Anyone do anything? Tamakti is going to raise a hand and... Iris just says, Ruben, what the fuck is this thing? Um, I'm assuming this isn't something he recognizes, right? Probably not. I have no clue. Never mind. I don't have the spell that I thought I had. It slowly starts to step like one step at a time. It's maybe about 80 feet in front of the carriage down the road. Slowly starts to step towards you guys. And then all of a sudden it snaps its head to the left looking back into the woods. And then flinches and scurries off onto your guys' left side, its right side, deeper into the woods, the direction that the squirrels have been going. The squirrels look like they were moving with great speed away from that direction too. Yeah. Something uh, is coming. Yeah, I hope that wasn't running as well. We should we should leave now. Yeah, Troy whips the He just gets on and sits on the coach with the two of them. Iris will like uh, nimbly nimbly climb up on top to leave Ruben the space. Mackie's gonna run back and uh, usher Lanya back inside and then close the door. I'm going, I'm going. She gets inside and uh, you guys close the door. Everyone's back on the, the carriage. Troy double checks, like glancing at Ruben, glancing over his shoulder at uh, Iris and then gives the reins a little whip and the carriage jolts into motion. You guys feel the ground the further and further that you get into the woods, it's almost like this unsettling sort of buzzing sound or not buzzing sound, sorry, buzzing feeling as if everything is sort of positively charged with static or or otherwise. It's like the woods are in some way magically enhanced or charged or or, uh, just something is different about them. It doesn't feel right. 
And the further that we get into the woods, and before we continue on with what will likely happen at the start of next session, that's where we're going to end this one. It's not a huge cliffhanger, but there's fuck. There's a lot ahead, and I don't want to the what? risk anomalies. And there's a lot ahead, and I don't want to risk yes, getting into I'm... anything that uh, that will extend this by like three more hours. So or... that's where we're gonna wrap up this session. And as always, if you liked what you heard, consider giving us a thumbs up. If you didn't like what you heard, consider giving us some feedback and letting us know what you think we can improve on. Um, feel free to follow our social medias. Feel free to uh, hang out in our Discord, see the new art, hang out with us, ask us questions, get to know us, uh, you know, really just anything. Share some memes with us. And yeah, we also want to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters because we could not have gotten the art made without our Patreon supporters. Um, and so we want to take a moment to thank our, uh, our party fiends. Rick Weiss and Stags, our party monsters, Cypher and Happy Phoenix, our party person, Rookshaw, and our party lurkers, Cormac, Valentine, and Windowman. Thank you for the generous contribution that you've given us so far and allowing us to pay for our logos, animated logos, software that we use, music that we use, and get our art done and a couple other things. Even funding our giveaways that we've done, which we should have another one coming up here for our uh, one year, I think in the next month or so, Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one year of running the podcast. And so that giveaway will probably be something else Grim Hollow related. So stay tuned for that. Um, as an additional bonus for being a party monster or a fiend, we offer our party monsters and fiends the opportunity to kind of create a personalized shout out where they ask a line of um, one of our players to say in that voice, just kind of, you know, something personal to them uh, or just something goofy, which is the case for Tamachi's line from our good friend of the podcast, Rick Weiss. So you mind doing that cover? And to the German commander. Nuts. <laughs> With that, that's where we're going to wrap up this session. So, as always, never split the party. We'll see you next time. Bye.